Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to episode number 109 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. Today, we're going to be talking about how food can be used as a prescription and how it helps save the lives of a husband and wife. But first, got to talk all about me, so cue the intro. How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. the value that you bring to the marketplace you know what your passion is you know why you do what you do so racism it's out there but it doesn't have to stop you just because somebody might look at you a certain way that doesn't have to stop your forward progress that's where you have to eliminate the excuses you got to make that game plan say for me to get to that point All right. So I actually have a new intro in the works. It's been in the works for the last month and then come to find out Jackass hasn't even done it. So I'm going to find somebody new to get it done and uh, we'll get that done. I've had that one for, for a year now. So there's been a lot of content. Over 100 other guests have been on here. So we're going to drum up some new content for you. So those of you that are new to the show, this is all about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and just kicking life in the throat no matter what it throws at you. And we all know it's going to throw stuff at you. So whether whether it's a race thing, whether it's a sexism thing, whether it's an age thing, whether it's an economic thing, you know, a uh, demographic thing, like it doesn't matter what that thing is, that thing can be beaten. And so the purpose of this show is I bring guests on from all walks of life, from all over the world to talk about how they got from where they were to where they are now. And today's going to be no different. So as you all know, I own, I own a gym. So that's one of the first things I do. And I'm transitioning into this, this podcast speaking kind of world. But, you know, dealing with fitness, it's, it's, always, it's always a touchy subject because people don't want to hear the truth. You know, right? So if someone has a BMI over 25%, you know, they're considered overweight. That is what, what it is. Like, it's not shaming or anything. If, you're being, if your BMI is over 30, you're obese. That is what it is. So when people come to me, I tell you the facts, right? And how you process the facts is up to you, right? So today we're going to be talking about food and how, how food can actually heal the body, you know, as it did for the two guests I'm about to bring on. But like, as you're going through, 
I want you guys to take out a pen and paper and take notes, right? Don't poke holes in the story and worry about what works for you, what doesn't work for, for you. Zero in on what worked for them and how you can apply their experiences to your life, right? So that's the purpose of the show. Not just to hear me talk, not to just hear, hear the guests talk. Take what we're going to share with you and apply it to get you to a place where you want to be. All right, so who are these guests, you might ask? You know what? I'm actually going to let them do their own self-bio rather than me read the bio because I think they have they have a very unique story, and I think it would be better coming from them. So I don't want to hack it. So welcome to the show, husband and wife, Anthony and Stacy. Lo, I didn't ask them how to pronounce their last name, but I'm going to take a stab at it. Locasio. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having us, Robin. <laughs> Yeah, Locascio. We go. We go by the Locascio name. Locascio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, and and right before we went live, I even told myself, "Real, make sure you ask how to pronounce it." And I still didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. All we're right. all here in Max. Where, where are you? I said that it's okay. We're all here, and that's what matters. We're here oh, to, yes. to, to share good information with people. That's that. That's the deal. Exactly. All right. Where, where are you guys joining us from? We are coming to you from Ramona, California today. We're actually oh, okay. uh, reside in New York, but we're on a tour right now during the summer, uh, dancing, teaching dance, and, you know, sharing our book with people. Awesome. Awesome. And so, all right, Stacey, I'm going to ask you you first, just who, who is Stacey? Well, um, she's a tap dancer. She cooks. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, I really, I, I feel like I came out of the womb dancing. Um, so I, that's that's one of the main ways I identify is as a dancer. I do more than just tap dance, um, but it's my favorite. <laughs> okay, I like it. All right, Anthony, same, same for you. Uh, you know, um, I am your classic native new yorker i grew up in queens new york um, the whole italian catholic thing growing up um i was uh, in a dance studio in queens new york joe stanford dance studio i learned to dance i learned to tap dance that brought me on my journey to eventually you know to the whole i went to an all guy uh catholic high school which was <laughs> which was you know brings its own things into your life i eventually wound up in a show in, in monte carlo and i opened up shows for stevie wanda natalie cole Earth, Wind, and Fire was a great summer there, and I stayed in dance, and I eventually became a tap teacher. I was in a show called Tap Dogs, and at one point, my body changed. I wasn't sure what was wrong with me. I discovered that I was internally bleeding. I went on a whole journey that led me to um, experience things in life I didn't expect I was going to experience. Eventually found food as a prescription, found my wife, found a doctor who helped uh, me bring these things into my life along with my life and eventually wrote the book food is a prescription so there's a lot of stuff in there that we could talk about um you know <laughs> pick, pick one pick one <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right so you were born and raised in queens new york stacy where were you born and raised i was born in kansas city kansas also okay. raised in kansas city kansas i left the day after my high school graduation oh, wow. to go do a show in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, and I was there for about two and a half months 
And while I was there, I got a call from Sesame Street Live. Um, so I was home for about a month and then I left for tour. Um, and I ended up touring for four years, which was basically my college life. Um, so <laughs> I, 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 happen yeah. to find, I happen to find the fact that she got to work with something as you know significant as Sesame Street Live. Uh, pretty cool thing. You know, not, that's not a, a, an experience that a lot of people in life get to have. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so you said that you were pretty much came out of the womb dancing. So, yeah, has this, has this something that you you pursued all along? Like you knew as a young, as a young child that this this was your calling. Yeah, there were several other things that would catch my attention a little bit, um, but my mom would remind me, <laughs> "Well, you're gonna have to cut back on dance." Oh, never mind then. Um, so that, yeah, that, that cured me of, do, not of doing other things because I was able to do okay, other things. Okay. Yeah. It really taught me how to prioritize what I wanted in life. Yes. Okay. And Anthony, what, what were your first, first dreams growing up? Like, you know, you know, all, all young, all young boys have that one big, big goal. So what, what was your yeah. You know, I, I, it's funny. I always wanted to be an international pastry chef. I thought that was a very interesting job. I felt like the people you served and the, brought, and the things that you did brought joy. But at some point when I was younger, my father taught me how to clap to music. And I had very good timing. And I eventually found myself um, at a dance studio. So the universe kind of put tap dancing into my life and... I don't know if it was my dream to tap dance, but it was Jeff definitely something that gave me a lot of joy. And tap dancing kind of took me, yeah. kind of took me and said, you know what, since since um, you don't have something that is the thing that's calling to you yet, we're going to make this your thing. <laughs> and you're going to have an incredible life because of it. You're going to meet incredible people. You're going to go on a wild, wild journey. And you're going to get to be, you know, one with the best of the best of the world. And... While it wasn't my dream as a kid to be part of, you know, the grouping of the best tap dancers in the world, that's where I wound up. And it's an unsuspected dream come true. See, and it's actually it's actually correlated because you wanted to be an international pastry chef because you wanted to bring joy to people. And now you're you're bringing joy to people through the art of tap dancing. You know, so, yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's like that's why I like to I like to get the why on me. I I always ask people what they wanted to do as a child because somehow it always correlates to what they're doing now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. It's it's crazy how those different threads in your life will interweave themselves in and out of each other, and sometimes they just line up really well, and yes. you hit the nail on the head. That that was my unsuspected but very welcome and joyous experience. Yes. See, and, and again, that's why that's why I, I asked the questions that I asked because there's people watching. Oops, I got a comment here. Oops, my sister. Good morning, morning, Monique. <laughs> you know, but it's like for, it's like for the people watching. You know, there are people that they're in something that they don't want to be in. You know, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a, a strain a strained relationship with a parent or a child, like they're in something that's holding them back. And then it's stories like these that can help help them take the steps to get to where they wanna be, right? So, right. Stacey, so Stacey, so for, for you, 
Like, so you knew you always had the passion. When did you know it was going to be a career? And what steps did you take to make it a career? Well, I, I was lucky at the studio that I grew up at. Um, we always had exposure to professional, like New York-based, Chicago-based, LA-based, whatever, teachers. Um, I just, I don't, I can't really explain how I knew. I just... I was debating, to be honest with you, I was debating whether to go to college for performance or not. Mm. And I felt like I would be spending my prime performance years doing modern, <laughs> which I didn't really want to do. Um, or I was going to go to a, um, a school called AMDA, which is a musical theater um, based school. But yeah. I felt like I was able to get all of the knowledge and skills that I needed prior to going to college, which isn't really true for a lot of people a lot of times. Depends on your... Uh, yeah, I, I was extremely lucky with where I came out and who I ended up being around. Right place, right it time. It just kind of, yeah, it just kind of all fell into place. And I realized that I didn't need college to... I went to a college prep high school um, so telling the counselors at the college prep high school that I wasn't going to college, they couldn't comprehend, uh, what I wanted to do. Um, there was another girl who I grew up dancing with two years older than me, who also went to the same school and they were like, are you like her? And I was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they, they didn't like that, but it was what, you know, works for you. me. Yeah. 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 Yes. See, and I do, I do another show on Mondays at 11 and yesterday's topic was, does your grade point average, is that an accurate indicator of your intelligence? And we had, you know, a nice one, one hour conversation <laughs> about that topic. Cause me, I dropped out of college three times, you know, because yeah. it's not just cause, you know, I couldn't do it or like, I, I'm a visual learner. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I need I need hands-on, I need workshops. So I, I went all over the country, coast coast to coast, going to masterminds, going to, to workshops, you know, going to trainings and everything that I needed to learn about marketing, branding. And now I have people with marketing degrees coming to me for marketing advice. Yeah. <laughs> See what yeah. I mean? So so it's like when I speak in schools, I, I tell the kids, you know, if, if college is your thing, go. You know, like I would never say don't go, but if college right, is right. not your thing, you can get to where you want to be from another avenue. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. we got we, we got to stop telling kids that if you don't go, you're going to amount to nothing because that's not, mm -hmm. that's not yeah, true because yeah, everybody learns. Yeah, everybody learns differently. That was There's, definitely part of my struggle. I felt a little bit of pressure to go to college. Yeah. Um, there was only one of my siblings went to college and she got her master's. But like, I, I don't know. I just, I felt a lot of pressure yep. to go to college. And I knew deep down, I didn't need it to do what I wanted to do in my life. And I have to say, I love what you did, Robert, because there is no substitute for real world experiences. Yeah. yeah real I world experiences will teach you about the real world. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. hundred percent. And I so I, I had two other guests on the show yesterday. And I asked them both. I said, re "Real question." I said, "You are you are a hiring manager, whatever it is." I said, "If you get someone 
fresh off of a master's degree with no experience, or you have someone without a degree but has 10 years experience, which one do you take? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So, like, it's it's a catch-22 because if you go for, for the one that has all the knowledge but they don't have the firsthand experience. So you take the one that may, that may not have, but they have a 10-year body of work that you right. know what you're going to get. You know, so sometimes it's just it's just very overrated. But all right, Anthony, let's get in get into you. So you said that you you were starting to have some health issues. What were you dealing with? Hmm. You know, um, I had two very specific problems. Mm-hmm. First thing was I discovered that I was internally bleeding, which was very scary and odd when it happened to me. And I tried to get some um, some help. I was on the road at the time, and the first doctor I saw indicated to me that this was back in the late 90s listen you're a male dancer you're young are you coming to grip you know you know check me out and said are you coming to grips with the fact that maybe you might be gay and having intimate relationships with other men and you can't face that and i was like man my whole life people have you know oh you're a boy and you're dancing you must be gay you must be gay and i'm like mm. listen i don't judge other people for their lifestyles but you know throwing a label on someone and it's not who they truly are yeah. It's confusing, it's painful, it's lonely. So that and that was younger in life. To have that happen to me later in life when I went to a doctor really made me, you know, um, digress, uh, you know, go backwards in my healing experience at the time. So I just kind of put it behind me and moved forward and it was in and out thing. So I, I managed it the best I could myself. Eventually, I also, my body started changing. And out of nowhere, you know, I'm a dancer, I put on 35, 40 pounds, and I didn't know where it was coming from. I was eating the same way I always did. And between the internal bleeding and my body changed, at that point, it was like, I have to do something. I'm dying in real life, and I can't get help. And some medications, so, right? Yeah, and medications were thrown into the mix, and medications didn't always help me. I see my, um, Monique throw through a narrow-minded doctor. That's one of the things that we experienced. Um, and mm-hmm. without getting too ahead of myself, you know, I learned that I had to be an advocate for myself. I learned that not every doctor is the right doctor for me. That doesn't mean I'm like, oh, doctors, no, no, no. If I break my arm, I'm going to a doctor. They need to set the bone. But if I go to doctors and all they offer me are solutions that have to do with prescriptions that have side effects that could make my conditions worse or exacerbate things. Don't affect the root cause. And don't affect the root cause. That's not a good solution for me. So, you know, without getting into all the solutions and where it led me, those troubles made me realize that I needed to go further and seek more help and the traditional methods weren't working for me. So, you know, you can't dance when you have an extra 35 pounds, Mm. you know, you you can't, you can't have a good mental state when, you know, you go to move your bowels and all of a sudden there's blood underneath you. That's a very scary, scary thing. I, I discovered that my grandmother had colitis. So that eased my tension a little bit, knowing that maybe some things ran in the family but it took me about 20 years before I finally started getting answers and results. And let me, ultimately, let me, let me jump in real quick. Sorry. Yeah, please. Just, no, just please. I want to just emphasize something that you said, which isn't said enough. And I actually had this conversation in my gym earlier today about advocating for yourself. Like that's, that's huge because too many times people will just go to one doctor and yeah. then whatever yeah. that one doctor tells them, that's what using some basic cognitive faculties and then then regaining them. That's powerful. It's a powerful, powerful story. And I just wanna 
add on to that. So, so you lost you lost your ability to speak, right? So just just, well, just, fully, just go ahead. Fully. Well, I mean, I could say yeah, I could speak, but you know what I mean. I couldn't like actually. I mean, if you were to ask me a question, it would always just be yes, no. It just wouldn't um, be very articulate. Uh, so, because it was. I was had extreme cognitive fatigue, so information processing was limited for me at the time. Okay, and so did you have time in the hospital? Like, did did you have to have any surgeries or anything? No, no surgeries. Uh, it was a, it was closed head injury, so yeah, I was definitely in the hospital. I I would say for like about a week. Okay. Okay. All right. See, so now knowing what you do now. See, now it all makes sense. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, see, so, see, and again, like, and, and I start I start the shows like this because there are people out there that have things like this happen to them and they let it completely stunt their growth. You know, rather than doing what, what you did and I highlighted what you wrote here, what do I have to do to get better? That is such a lost art in this world right now. Because everything is this, 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 this. Like I said it just in yesterday's show. People look for reasons versus solutions. You know, because I'm, I'm cut from, from that same cloth. Now, I've had seven surgeries. And there was never one. Well, I, I can't say that. The first surgery, it caught me off guard. It was so, something that happened. Like, it was like immediate. And I had surgery the next day. I was competing in a track meet. And my left kneecap, my patella tendon fully ruptured to where my kneecap was like, you know, this far up my thigh. I, it, it was a bad injury. And that doctor told me I'd never run a jump again. And so I had just gotten into fitness at that time. And I was like, like, you're not qualified to tell me that. <laughs> you know, even with your PhD, you like your studies is not in my drive to get better from this. You know, and so I started started this hashtag called ignore the never, you know, cause he told me I'd never run a jump again. You take the never out, right? It says I'll run and jump again. And, and I, and I took that moment as a personal challenge. As I said earlier, I thrive on competition. <laughs> so I just took it as a personal challenge and not even to prove him wrong. I could care less about his, his thoughts. It's just like, I'm doing this for me. And I think once people adopt that mentality that when you're the best version of you, everyone around you benefits and i feel especially with females females want to help everyone else and then they put themselves on the back burner and then it you it ends up straining your your relationship you end up snapping at the kids you, you end up like missing missing events you know because you have too much stress going on and you need to decompress right so with like do you do you agree with with that Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Women, um, you know, most women are nurturers by nature. So um, and then, you know, just looking at all the message that we get from society and in, term, in terms of media, watching movies, TVs. I mean, we see the mother playing the nurturing role. And so, I mean, we, we are like this by nature. You know, we are mothers. We give birth um, and we just naturally want to take care of our kids and we love them. And, you know, it's unconditional love. Um, and then it, that message is also reinforced by the images that we see in society. So, of course, um, just by default, you know, our programming is going to put 
want to put them before us. So, yeah. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, because that's one of the biggest points I make with my fitness clients that, you know, if, if you're dying inside, I wasn't addicted to the actual money. I was addicted to the high that it provided, yes. the highs and the lows that I would get from being in that, that environment. And so over the course of a year, I actually ended up gambling everything that I personally owned away. My bank accounts were, were empty now. I had, I had nothing. But even though my personal accounts were empty, the business bank accounts were still full. And so I was responsible for the finances of our business. And so I began to actually siphon money and take money little by little out of the accounts. And I was able to get away with it for a really long time. And I guess in that, in that moment, I thought to myself, well, geez, I'm the business owner. Isn't it my money anyways? Well, here's the thing. You can't take business money and use it for personal investments. That's actually called embezzlement. And so now here I am embezzling money from my own business, from my own business partner. And we had several employees who worked for us. We had about 15 to 18 people on any given payroll schedule. And, um, and my business partner came up to me one day and he said, uh, Nate, it's, it's payday. It's time to cut the checks for everybody. And I just came clean to him in that moment. And I just said, listen, if we write these checks, there's not going to be enough money to cover the accounts. And you could see the look on his face. He was confused. He was frustrated. He was upset. And then all of a sudden it started to catch up to him. He realized that the night before I had taken the payroll money and had gambled it all away. And so he gave me an ultimatum at this point. He said, you can either sign this whole entire business over to me and walk away from it free and clear, or I'm going to get lawyers involved and I'm going to press charges. So at, at 26 years old, I walked away from what was my life's work at that point. I signed it over and I left and a piece of, of my soul was in that place. Um, and when I didn't have the business anymore, even though my identity was wrapped up in it, Nate, you're a business owner. Um, when I didn't have that, I didn't know who I was. And so here I am moving back in with my parents and, and they had no idea what to do with me. They, they definitely didn't know the depths of where I was at, the things I was struggling with, what I was going through. And I could hardly hold down a job. I would get a job as a, a local server somewhere at a restaurant and I'd end up taking from the cash register because that's all I knew. And then I'd get caught for that and I'd get fired. And, and that process repeated itself three different times until finally the last time it happened, I'd just gotten fired. Uh, it was 3 a.m. I had taken a handful of pills. I was walking around my parents' apartment complex at 3 a.m. And I was looking for different vehicles that were unlocked to see if I could find anything that I could take, that I could sell, anything that I could get my hands on really to feed this addiction that I was going through. And uh, as I opened up the car door to a 1999 Buick LeSabre, I lifted up the center console and inside I found the spare keys to the car because apparently that's where you keep the spare keys to oh, a 99. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there I was in that moment and I thought to myself, well, I, I don't have a vehicle. My life is a mess. I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of it. Maybe this is a, a chance to run away from my problems. Maybe this is a chance to get away and start over somewhere. And I don't know if you've ever tried to run from your problems before, but what you'll often find is that your problems or your issues have a really great way of always catching up with you yes. because it's not often your surroundings. That's the problem. A lot of the times it's us. That's the problem. And so here I was though, broken, messy, didn't know who I was. And I packed up five garbage bags of clothes. I threw them in the back of this car that I had just stolen. 
and I headed for Houston, Texas of all places. It's across the country. I had a buddy who lived down there that always said, Nate, if, if you find a way to get down here, I'll help you start your life over. And right, now let me pause you right there. All right. Houston, Texas. Yeah. You keep seeing me look, look down. I have, I have a notebook down here. I take notes on. That's great, man. <laughs> all right. All right. So let, let me stop you there. Cause you said something very, very, very powerful in that, that last bit where you had, you had more money than you ever had. You yeah. had a- access to social circles. You had a nice car. You had a nice apartment with the high yeah. rise. And you said, I should be happy. Yeah. And so many people and a lot of people that watch this show, they're at that place. Because I tell people there's a difference between happy and fulfilled. Come on. Right? There's a big, big difference. And so because you were unfulfilled, that was where you turned to the high of gambling. That's right. You know, we, oh, we got hold on. We got a comment here for you. Yeah. All right. I hear the yo can be can be hard scrabble. Glad you made it out unscathed. Yeah. So the yo is what they call Youngstown. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's I, it's, I it's a tough that. place. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. You know. But that. But that's the thing. So. So it's like yes, you turn to gambling. You had the addiction. You know. You wanted to run away but because you were unfulfilled. And then that takes me back to what you said about your childhood, which is why I asked this stuff, you know, because usually it all ties together. Somehow, you know, living in that home where where you didn't have the best examples, you know, you forgave them. They did did the best they could with what they had. But seeing the other kids taking vacations and wearing the nice clothes and having things that you couldn't have, there you probably had a feeling of being unfulfilled just as a child you don't really know what that means but then you carry it forward you have things now but you're still unfulfilled that's right you know so now we're going to shift into how you found that fulfillment but first take me through the move to houston yeah, so I, I wanted to to start my life over, to head to Houston. Um, I didn't wake up that morning thinking that I'm going to steal a car today. I didn't. Yeah. That was not my agenda. But when you find yourself in the wrong place with the wrong headspace, you never know what is possible. And so I headed for Houston, Texas. I made it about halfway right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. I'd been up for three days at that point. I pulled into a gas station where I just wanted to get some sleep. I just wanted to get some rest before I finished the rest of the drive. And I pulled into a gas station. Uh, I closed my eyes and then I was woken up at 9 a.m. to three really loud bangs on the driver's side window. A stranger's hand was reaching into the car. It pulled me out, uh, put me on the ground in handcuffs and then sat me in the back of a cop car. And in that moment, the weight of all of my decisions, they sat on my chest like a ton of bricks. And this voice kept repeating over and over in my head. It was the same thing that friends had told me, that my business partner had told me, um, that ex-girlfriend said to me. But the, the loudest voices are oftentimes the ones that are in our own head. And it kept saying, you'll never change. Yeah. This is who you are. This is your life now. And so they took me to Cheatham County Jail where I spent six months of my life. It was a pod style facility. So um, I shared a pod with 16 other guys. So there was eight bunk beds. There was uh, three tables. There were two toilets, one TV, but there were no windows. 
And the only opportunity that we got to get out of our pod was once a month, they offered something called church service. Now I was not interested in going to church, but I was interested in getting out of that pod. And so we walked down a long hallway, a cinder block hallway off the left-hand side. There was a, a room that had 16 folding chairs set up. And uh, in walks this really, really, really old guy. And he's got this really, really old guitar. And as he starts to tune it up, he starts to say to us, fellas, the only difference between you and me is that I never got caught. And he starts to sing the song, Amazing Grace. And it goes, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And I looked around the room, man, and I saw 16 guys who had hurt people who were criminals, who had made mistakes, tears were streaming down their face. They were sobbing. They were weeping. They were, they were drunk white girl crying. Okay. They were over, <laughs> they were overwhelmed. And, uh, and here, here we are in, in that moment, man, I, it's, it's almost hard for me to explain because I wasn't worried about my past when I was going to get what, what I had done wrong. I wasn't worried about my future when I was going to get out of there, but I had just this overwhelming sense of peace that sat on me and that weight actually began to lift off of my chest. And I just thought to myself, man, if it is possible to change, I want to, because this is not the life that I want anymore. And so when I got out of jail, they gave me a, a felony theft over 1000 and two years of probation. And they allowed me to actually transfer that back to Ohio. And when I got to Ohio, man, I got really obsessed with how do I make some positive changes in my life? I, I got a hold of a John Maxwell book that said, if you want your life to change, you've got to be the one that changes first. Yes. And so I was messy. I was a very messy person. But I'm so thankful that there were people in my life who were willing to get messy with me and they walked me through some really hard stuff. Um, I had to face some of the things that I never wanted to face. You know, Tim Ferriss says everything that we want in life is on the other side of an uncomfortable conversation. Well, I had to have some uncomfortable conversations with other people, but also with myself. And through all of this, my life now looks nothing like what it used to. So, Several years removed, I've created my own comeback. I just got married last year to the love of my life. Um, we bought our first investment property and we're actually looking to acquire a second one. Now I've sat on the board of a nonprofit for underprivileged youth. Um, you know, looking for nutritional food or investing the time into cooking nutritional food and meal prepping and stuff like that. Um, and then just they distract themselves, um, you know, maybe like doing Netflix binges, like not really dealing with themselves and what's really going on with them. They'll just choose to just like uh, just distract themselves. I see people like people will do that, like whether it's just constantly watching something or constantly going out with friends. Um, so and or, you know, uh, they would, you know, people can develop awful you know, uh, substance abuses as well, which is awful. Um, so yeah, those are a few things people would gravitate to. That's a, that, you know, just a very easy, quick fix in their mind. And, and with that, especially with food, you know, being in the fitness industry, I have these talks all the time. No one ever feels good after eating an entire pizza. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, like no, no one does. Like, no, no one's ever said, it, it was awesome that I ate that whole bag, bag of chips. <laughs> 
You know, it's, it's like that doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make make sense to me. It's like I was I was overweight once. You know, I mean, like I've t- told the story a you know hundred times times on this show, but I was overweight one time, and I just made the decision that it will never happen again. And this was before I even became a trainer. You know, it's like so I just knew I'm eating crap. I have to stop eating crap or eat less crap, and I have to move more, and then. I'll get to where I want to be. You know, I ended up losing 45 pounds in little under five months. Like how can an uncle molesting someone be a motivational story? It's not, it's not the act. That's the story. It's how you came back from it. That's right. Right. It's how, it's how you pivoted from it. It's like that happened to you. Now what the, now what is the power in the story? So the fact that, you know, you, you had a drug, a drug addiction, you spiraled out, out of control. You ran out of money for, from college. You moved back in with, with your parents. And then what? <laughs> right? So that's the power in your story is what we're about to get into, what you pivoted to. All right? So take us through the next steps. Yeah. So here I am now, obsessed with personal development. I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, a mentor in several different areas of my life. So I, I want to become the best version of me. And I, I'm really just starting to figure this stuff out. And so the first job that I can get right out of jail is as a landscaper. And as a landscaper, man, you got nothing but time because so you, I got headphones in my ears. I'm cutting grass. I'm using a weed whip. I'm laying mulch. I'm doing hard work every day, but I've got these headphones in my ears every single day. And what it started out was, it was just music, man, just music with not a good message, emotional music, overwhelming music. And, uh, and then finally, as I was laying in my bed one night, um, uh, it was right around the time when Conor McGregor was getting ready to fight Floyd Mayweather. So if you're okay. unfamiliar, this is a, a champion UFC fighters getting ready to fight arguably one of the best boxers of all time. And so here we go. They're going head to head in a boxing match and, and they're doing a highlight recap of both of their stories. And Conor McGregor's really into like, um, uh, like positive affirmations, seeing something, claiming it, creating the life that he's always wanted. And, and I subscribe to some of those ideas and some of them not so much, but, but I will tell you, it was very inspirational to me to watch somebody who had nothing in the beginning and create a brand new life. And so I got obsessed with this. How can I create the life that I've always wanted? And so I knew I had to become the best version of me emotionally and mentally. So I wanted to find a mentor in that area. I wanted to become the best version of me financially. So I wanted to be I wanted to figure a way to fix my finances that were a wreck. I knew that I wanted to become the best version of me spiritually because man, the insides, the the connection that I had with God was so broken and so messed up. And I I wanted to figure that out. And, and also physically, I was a, just a chubby kid, man. And I, I wanted to start to take control of my fitness and the things that I was putting inside of my body and understanding this is the only one that I've got. So I want to start to take care of it through movement, through silence through reflection um, and to just kind of feel more at peace and that calmness that peace comes with and um, clarity. So that's one reason. Um, Number two, addicted to the unhealthy habits. Um, Again, because that's what they know and we're creatures of habit. So, um, you know, and, uh, Number three, um, you know, just self-sabotage, being self-destructive because they don't, you know, they have a 
a negative belief, limiting belief about themselves. Um, so they don't like themselves, so they engage in the self-sabotaging behavior. Um, and so most people are not aware of these negative limiting beliefs either that's running their behavior, you know, um, because all this is in the unconscious. And so, and again, by failing to do practices like meditation and taking time out, they're not going to tap into those unconscious negative limiting beliefs, right? So they're just going to continue with, um, you know, having these negative feelings or beliefs drive their behavior, you know, um, either they're running on jealousy, constantly comparing themselves to other people. Um, so that's on the underlying, there is fear. And there, if you don't, and it's all like, a, it's, a, they're just layers. And if you don't unpeel the layers of the onion, you're never going to get to all the little uh, beliefs and values that are contributing to these negative self-sabotaging behaviors that are just blocking your, your success to grow further. Um, and then you plateau or you just get stuck, you know, in the same place and stuck in those toxic, you know, negative feelings that just don't really feel good. So mm -hmm. those are a few reasons I would say. <laughs> yeah. And then two, two things. So one that I had read in your bio earlier was about owning truth. So I think that's that's one big thing, especially with women, because men, some men, but men tend to care less what others think think about them. And again, I can't lump everyone in, into the same box. It's just in my travels, this is what I've seen: is that like a lot, lot of women take other people's opinions very, very personal. And this goes back to what you said about emotional mastery. And what I help people do is. Outside of the gym, I'm also, I call myself a storytelling coach. It's where I help people unpackage all of just the mess in their life and how to reframe it into a motivational story. And it could be anything. It could be going through your, your divorce from me, watching my dad get sick to his passing. You know, like for a lot of people, they can't talk about the passing of their parent without it breaking them down. And like, does it choke me up? It still does, you know, when I go through the story, but it's not about me. It's about the power of that story to help someone else cope with the death of their loved one. You know, so I'm thinking once we realize it's not about me, I can say I did X, Y, Z. Yeah, I did it, but this is how I got through it, right? This is how it, it changed me. This is, this is. Uh, you know, it could be a blueprint for you to get out of the hell that you're in, you know? So I think once people become more vulnerable, I actually did, did a video about this last week, that people people um, equate vulnerability with weakness, but in reality, it's the ultimate strength. You know, for, for me to get up here on the live forum and talk about my father with tears streaming down my face, that's not a weak man. Like, that's courage. You know, it's like that's that's taking that moment and stepping into the moment. And I think too many times we step away out of fear of what other people are going to think. So now we're holding that thing inside of us, which can lead to, to stress, which can lead to anxiety, which can lead to depression, you know, and other. And I am no doctor. This is just Rob's opinion. Know, before the Facebook trolls come out, you know, but, <laughs> but, but you know, but it can lead to those other things. 
And by just stepping into your truth and owning your truth and putting it out there, you're going to uh, subconsciously give somebody else permission to do the same thing. You know, so what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, absolutely. What you're describing is the Roger Bannister effect. So yeah. I'm sure you've, yep. you've probably heard of Roger oh, Bannister yeah. in the, I believe it was the, either the 20s or the 30s. Um, you know, nobody has had ran a race uh, at a certain speed before. It was the fastest speed and he, he beat it. And then after everybody found out, then all of a sudden everybody surpassed Roger Bannister. So it's because, you know, once one human, once humans see one human doing it, then it's like, oh, that's possible. Yes. So if that human can do it, I can do it. And then they surpass, they want to surpass those results. And then people did. So, um, you know, I think you mentioned earlier in the show, you know, we're all human regardless of being male or female. Any, but yeah, so it, it's, 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 um, it's, I love when I hear other, you know, when, you know, when I hear other females doing like surpassing huge success in business that is typically commonly associated with the male, it, um, you know, it makes, it's like, oh, that's possible. It sends a message that that's possible, right? So um, I never understood how people go the other way though with with jealousy or, you know, it's like, I don't get it. It's like, they just showed you that that's possible. So why don't you work hard, focus, and you can get to where they got, you know? So um, like everything you can figure out, you know what I mean? So you can figure out how to tap into resources. You know, we do live in an abundant uh, world today, you know, more than we ever have before. Like anything really is much more easier to create today than it ever was in any other decade. Yeah, our world is at our fingertips. Like it, um, one of my Facebook, Facebook memories popped up a couple of days ago where I had said I had worked for four hours and made $43. I came home and sold some of my gym equipment on Craigslist and made 250 in about 30 minutes. And I said that, that, was, where, <laughs> that was where my mind started shifting like, hmm, <laughs> like, like maybe I should step into that a little more. Cause like people hear business and they're thinking I gotta have all kinds of degrees and I gotta have this. And I need to have a team of 50 people. And like, you don't need any of that. All you need is something to sell in a smartphone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that said, that's all you need. And it could be yeah. something as simple as like what we're doing right now, this second, we're giving away information. You know, and, and there's people like I could probably string together a few of these and put together a course that, that I can sell. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's that simple. It's like what's something you have that you can teach someone else. That's all you need. And you'll be surprised wh where it can go. I interviewed a woman, Ashley Armstrong, a couple months ago, and she just posted a couple couple. I think she posted about two weeks ago. She just had her first two million dollar week in revenue. $2 million a week. That's insane. You know, so for someone like me, I don't want all that. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just want enough to be comfortable to where like, if, if something ca catastrophic happens, no big deal. If I want to take a month off, no big deal. Like, I, I just want to be at that point. It's like, I, I don't need like, like multiple millions per, per month. But, but I share that because 
I think a lot of it too is what keeps people inside is that they are, they're using someone else's definition for success. You know, whereas my definition is that I want to hike when I want to, I want to work because, because I want to, I want to do things because I want to, like, I want to have that freedom to just do what I want when I want. That's it. You know, like, I don't, I don't need, you know, a hundred, a hundred employees in a big building. And <laughs> like, like for me, that doesn't do it. Like, that doesn't sound like fun to me. This <laughs> is like, I want, I'm a very high energy, fun, happy-go-lucky person. And I just want to create something that will allow me to be that person. You know, so if I'm managing a team of a hundred people, I'm going to feel like I'm right back in the restaurant industry again or in back in the corporate world again. And for me, I don't want that. So do, do you find that in your travels that people really don't know what they want? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think some people think they know what they want based on, you know, what they've seen and heard. And they think, oh, that sounds good. And they adopt it as their own. But again, because they're not being tapped into what their unconscious desires and fears are. And I think this is why that um, movement with, um, I, I knew, I'm not right. Ayahuasca, 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 Ayahuasca became so popular. Oh, no, it's, it, Ayahuasca is a plant medicine and people tend to go, they'll fly to Costa Rica or like Peru to oh, take okay. it with, with a shaman and it's a guided, um, you know, I don't know, experience, but you're, you, it's a powerful plant. They call it a plant-based medicine. Um, but I don't know. I, from what I hear, it just sounds like LSD to me. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it's just basically a shortcut to go into your unconsciousness to uncover your desires and fears, but you don't need ayahuasca to do that. It's just, you know, people who just don't want, you know, want to develop that deep practice or maybe they do but i'm just going to call ayahuasca like a very quick boom you're there <laughs> you're, you're you're facing your feet your real deep unconscious fears and uh, desires but you can do that with meditation like but you know regular med quiet meditation um or a hypnosis going under a hypnosis um and uh you know there are ways or just writing you know in, in a in a trance-like state um talking to your unconscious mind the first thing that comes up what is that for you um asking yourself deep questions actually on my site for this for this reason i developed um, a self-care journal that comes with a series of like 51 deep questions so you're not the only one that appreciates deep questions to get down to that your psyche uh so it's i develop a series of questions in the self-care journal people can download for free and answer the questions and it prompts them into going to know who they are actually a lot of similar questions that you've asked me on the show um to you know where there are questions that you just haven't thought of since you were a kid or since you were adolescent right and it really puts you in touch with Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I what I used to do, and it just puts all the pieces together as to how you formulated your identity um, throughout your life, and what is your true desires and fears, and how to grow from there. Yeah. So whether I'm working with fitness people, or whether I'm working with the story story creation, or whether I'm helping people with their business, 
I always start with I call it a pain assessment. So it's like a it's a big it's a big module where I completely dump your mind. <laughs> out of, out of <laughs> everything that's in there, we go, we hit deep, like deep, deep, deep. Because again, like I tell people, if you're gonna pay me to get you a result, I'm gonna get you the result that you actually want. You know, because sometimes it's not the result you're telling me. You know, like I helped a woman create a podcast, and she's a clinical psychologist, and she she kind of wanted to go in one direction. And I, you know, I kind of steered her into where I feel like where she needs to go. And I told her, it's like, you know, we both discussed the law of attraction, right? And we just happened to be on a random panel together. She saw the title, the, the title behind me, and she's like, Oh, what does that 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 mean? We got to talking. And she's like, Oh, it's like I, I, I need someone like you in my life. Let's connect after the show. So I said, Okay. So we start talking and you know, I'm giving her steps steps to take. And she's like, yeah, but I'm like, oh, well, remember when you said you need someone like me? <laughs> so I was like, if this is what you want to do, this is where we should go. You know, it's like, it was like, we spoke about the law of attraction on that show. You pointed me out. You wanted to connect with me. Here I am now. Now don't dismiss what I'm telling you. <laughs> and I feel like that happens a lot. It is people either go to the wrong people for advice or they reject the advice of the people that actually have what they need, <laughs> you know? So you see that in your travels as well? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, again, just people just, you know, holding on to things that they're familiar with because that keeps them feeling in their mind or in a, a false sense of security, um, sticking to what they, what they know it's a comfort zone yep so true all right so with your with your, your site what's what's your best seller i would say uh yoga leggings yoga leggings facial the organic facial masks um people love the organic facial masks because it's literally 100 percent natural right from mother earth um like the rasu clay mask um and it just improves your skin's less elasticity and you know, really goes deep and cleans the pores. Um, the crystals, you know, people love crystals. Girls love crystals. My daughter um, is obsessed with crystals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the site just offers a lot of variety of ways to incorporate crystals, not just, you know, holding them in your hands, but as bookends, as uh, serving platters, as coasters, as candle holders. You know, because they're very pretty to look at. Um, and also, it, it does emit certain energy frequencies in the home to give you that good vibes all throughout the day. Um, yeah, those are a few of my best sellers. And then organic soaps, of course, people that want the natural soaps to wash their body with. Um, that's a 100% natural on the site. And they're also really pretty to look at with the different colors in them. And uh, candles, all the candles are natural. And uh, so, yeah, those are a few things that are bestsellers. Nice. Yeah, that, I'll definitely have, have both of my daughters take a look at it because I have one who's obsessed with crystals, one who's obsessed <laughs> with candles. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah definitely uh, definitely put that out there. I'm going to share, share the site with, within my, my fitness network as well because um, I love what you're doing. So if you can, Thanks. if you, if you can give, give yourself, give yourself or give your site, like, you know, 
a two-minute pitch, what would you say? Yes, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> a two-minute pitch. Okay. So basically, for any females who value self-care or who want to dive deep into self-care more, it's basically a one-stop shop for all your self-care needs. You know, like I mentioned, you get your crystals, you get organic candles, your organic facial masks, amazing, unique, fashionable, comfortable yoga leggings, all at affordable prices, free shipping as well. Good stuff. Do, do you do cut? Do you do custom leggings? No, I don't do custom leggings. But that's a it's a good idea though. Maybe in the future. Maybe. Yeah, because I mean, slap this logo on some, and my my gym, my gym girl will buy them up. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if so, this there's a young young woman that sitting out there right now, who's in pain. She doesn't know what to do. She feels lost. What do you say to her? Mm, I say to her, you know, the first step you have to, uh, like, what is it that you want and how are you going to get it? Uh, ask yourself, how are you going to get to live the life you want to live where you're feeling fulfilled it gives you energy and thereby you're contributing to others. Cause when you feel fulfilled and you're living a life that, you know, you've created by design that, you know, um, meets your rules, meets your blueprint of, you know, how you want to live and, you know, who you want to be surrounded by the type of particular lifestyle, you want to live and what that makes you feel like you got to really tap into that. So I would say the first step would be, um, tapping into, yeah, your desires by journaling, meditating, um, and then writing and asking yourself some really good questions. Um, like you have on the show <laughs> to me, right? <laughs> so, you know, I would say, you know, tap, asking yourself really good questions as to how I'm going to get there, how I'm going to create that life I want, activates your mind, activates that reticular activating system to stay laser focused. And all of a sudden you'll start to opportunities will open up like, cause you'll start to like brainstorm opportunities. Like, Oh, I can do that. Oh, I, I know so-and-so and they're connected to that and they have this resource. Oh, we can partner together on this joint venture. Um, you know, if it's a, in a professional capacity and then in a relationship capacity, well, you know, um, if you're, if she's leaving a toxic relationship, um, she needs time to heal and then build up her self-love and self-worth. And then, you know, so she can attract and the right, uh, particular person for her that shares the same values and shares the same beliefs. And, um, so yeah, those are a few things. So, and, and I want to tie them all together. So I take everything that you just said and just try to put it into one key sentence. And that's, what do you want? You know? So what just, do yeah, just what do you want? And what are you going to do to get it? <laughs> you know, what do like, I want? No, oh, so, sorry. No, 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 I mean, just taking everything in general that you just said. And yeah. that's, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. To that girl, I would just say that woman. I would say, "What do you want? 
and what are you going to do to get it? You know, because that second part is what's missing. Because people can go out, you know, men or women. Like if a group of men go out and it's just going to be a whole bunch of bravado talk. And then if a bunch of women go out, nine times out of ten, they're bashing their husbands or the girl at work that they're that close to slapping. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, and it's never like, all right, what can we do to crush life? <laughs> you know, it's like that's that's the piece that's missing. And I feel like more people will step into their power, step into their truth once they're actually working towards something fulfilling. Like where it shifted for me was the first time I took my kids to the Hershey Museum in Pennsylvania. Well, just Hershey, just Hershey itself is its own city, you know? And so we, we did the Hershey tour. We went through the museum and I was like, this, this is like the ultimate legacy. Like this dude's got a town. He's got a theme park. He's got a museum, like all about his life. So it's like, what do you want to leave behind? You know, and like, that's one of the biggest questions I ask people. Like, what do you want to leave behind? And I'm going to ask it to you because your mission is to get to a billion people. Like legacy wise, what does that look like for you? That looks like a lot more people loving themselves, thereby being like fully being able to love themselves, thereby being able to fully love others which we desperately need that on our planet we need um to really recognize and understand that it's due to self-confusion um uh, that leads to you know really embracing these egoic behaviors uh towards others um to feel a sense of importance, you know, like we're seeing it today. I mean, especially you know, with this, all this division around um, whatever it is, politics or whatever. But it's just really, it's if you really, if you really look at it, it's um, it's really stemming from this, you know, you know, your idea, your opinion is not valid, but mine is more superior. It's a sense of like. Yeah, superiority. It's a sense of it's just. I would love to like just be able to like eliminate that particular type of. Um, I guess it's 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 a it's a self defense mechanism to protect ego to give them a sense of importance, right? So if you really love yourself, really tap into yourself. You know, truth. Truth being. Um, you know, we're all here, <laughs> we all breathe, uh, we all, we're all have like the same humanly bodily functions. So therefore, you know, we can rewire our mind and, you know, any way we like with effort and concentration and, and a willingness to seek knowledge and, uh, put in the work to do so. But, um, yeah, so if we can all get there. And it just requires a deep understanding of self. It requires a, a just a deep understanding of others and basically universal truth in this way. We can all like have more healthy, loving relationships as a result because at the end of the day, life is really all about relationships, relationship with yourself, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your friends, relationship with your family, relationship with the universe or whatever you want to call this universal source energy, universe, God, 
source, whatever that label is to you. We're constantly in a relationship with something. So the most important relationship we need to cultivate is relationship with self to cultivate that love with self. Therefore, we can cultivate a lot of love for others, including the universe as well. Absolutely. Great answer. Great answer. So, <laughs> so we got to bring it down. So I'm going to give you a final word. You can say whatever you want to say. You can pl- plug your site again. You can give give advice, whatever you want to say. It's your final word. Well, your final, <laughs> your final thoughts. I don't want to say word, but your final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts. I honestly loved being on the show. Robert is amazing. I think everybody should subscribe to his podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify or whatever you can find his podcast. I'm very grateful that you had me on your show. I enjoyed every minute of it. Excellent questions. So, um, and then and for anybody out there that wants self-care products, of course, go to happybeingwell.com. And I have a lot of free resources on free ebooks around, like I mentioned, self-care journal and also um, how to meditate efficiently in much more with ease. If you're struggling with developing a consistent meditation practice, there is an ebook there for you to download um, under the blog section under resources to download the ebook called Meditation Made Easy. So that is my last words, Robert. And, just, <laughs> and my, no, wait, my last words. Thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And I'm actually going to give you a second final word because you also have a podcast. Yes, I do. So Happy Being Well has a podcast named Happy Being Well on Apple, iTunes, and on Spotify and, and other uh, audio platforms as well. And it is similar to like Robert's show, basically talking about personal development, talking about self-care, talking about, also I do provide some guided meditations as well, how to activate your abundance, wealth um, as well, and self-love as well. So there are some guided meditations on the Happy Being Well podcast, which you can find on Apple or Spotify. Um, And you can locate it directly on the Happy Being Well site under blog you'll see the drop down for podcast um, and you just click on it and it'll take you right to the Apple iTunes podcast. And Robert is going to be on happy being well podcast. Uh, I believe July 19th, I yep. think, or July 20th. Yes. July 19th. Yes. yes. So you can yep. catch Robert on my podcast. Yes, so. See? so then you'll get to ask me the tough questions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, again, thank you very much. Don't sign off, okay? Okay. I wanna, yeah, I want to talk to you after we, we go off. But, again, thank you very much. You shared a lot of great stuff. I got a full page of notes here on you, full page of notes. <laughs> and this was great. So thanks again. All right, take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So that was Rita. If you're tuning in late, make sure you go back, watch the entire thing. The big, the biggest takeaway here is to get in, get in touch with what it is that you want, right? And that like no one else can decide what you want except you. We can help you sift through all the things you know that are cluttering your mind to get to what it is that you want. But then once you figure out what that is, work your tail off and go get it. Like it doesn't matter what's in your way, you can get it. And as I say to end every single show, you're, if you're in the mountains, right, you can't change the grade of the mountain, but you can make yourself stronger to climb it.
All right, so we're going to end with that. And you guys have yourselves a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind. Hey, that was awesome. That was an awesome, awesome conversation. So if you tuned in late and you didn't catch it right from the beginning, I, I encourage you, go back, catch it from the beginning, help us grow, like like the video, share the video, you know, show your support any way you like. And this is what we do, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's all about you. It's about personal development. My show on Mondays, it's all about tackling controversy.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind. Show, we're going to go through her backstory of how she got to what to where she, to English to what she is doing now and her journey to inspiring the masses. So thank you guys very much for tuning in and have a great day. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind. <laughs>